Welcome to Sykes and the City, the podcast all about understanding and breaking the stigma surrounding modern day mental health. My name's Taylor James and each week I'll be tackling a brand new mental challenge with one of New York's finest psychiatrists, Dr. Jeff Ditzel. So whether you're on the move or working from home, hit that subscribe button and join me for some education, motivation and some light-hearted chat surrounding mental health. Welcome to another episode of Sykes and the City. Today I'm joined by probably my new best podcasting mate, that's accurate to say. It's Tim from 22 Minutes. Thank you for joining me. No, man. Thank you for having me. I was really, uh, I was really happy that you asked me to be on here. So thank you. Well, you know, we've we've connected a fair few times now, and like we're very open, like with our conversations around like the whole mental health, you know, like ending the stigma and like being very open about like our experiences and our journey. So when we were kind of putting together like season two, and I was like, top of the list, like he's got to be, you know, we, there's no one else I'd rather be sat here talking to. On the hottest day of the year in here in the UK, so yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, everyone loved our episode on my podcast review. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of my episodes for interviews don't go that long, and uh, I feel like the ones that go for like hours is is fantastic. See, well, hopefully this one will be just as good. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It's it's the sequel, so we'll see if it's good. <laughs> true, very true. So I kind of want to throw it over to you a little bit because for anyone who doesn't know you or is aware of obviously your incredible podcast like what, what's your journey been like with that like kind of pre- give yourself like a little bit of a shout out is what I was trying to say <laughs> yeah for sure um yeah I'm the host of 20 Tim Minutes a mental health podcast uh that focuses through on mental mental health through humor insight and personal stories and I've been doing this since November. The reason I started doing it because I had a little bit of a journey with mental health uh, through my, my whole life until I got it kind of situated in, in order. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm starting to get fixed. I'm going to start this podcast, 20, 10 minutes. And I'm diagnosed with bipolar 2, ADHD, and anxiety. And I don't really listen to podcasts myself. So I was like, I need to figure out a time that isn't too long for my <laughs> attention. So I put myself in other people's shoes all the time. So I'm like, if I'm like this, there's going to be a bunch of other people like this. And I'm like, 20 minutes is seems like a good time. And then my buddy was like, oh, you should do 20, 10 minutes. And I was like, whoa. I was like, that's mm. perfect. Um, so that's kind of the story behind it with the name uh, 20, 10 minutes, because just I think it's pretty easy just to keep it th- that way for people that don't might not like podcasts or don't have the attention span. Um, I'm like a quick commercial break for somebody. <laughs> but that's what I love about it because it's like there's no nonsense. It's like here, like here I am. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm talking about. This is my guest, and it's so kind of quick witted. And I think that's why I clicked with it straight away. So I was like, he, he's speaking my language, and I love it because obviously mental health is very, very serious. It's you know I'm not going to be the person to say that it isn't, but it doesn't need to be as don't do this you know rules you know if you have anxiety you need to do breathing exercises you need to meditate it's like no i don't like and that's what i love about yours because it kind of it opens up this kind of conversation around people on their own journey about how they've coped how they face kind of like adversity how they've you know how they've managed whatever mental or even physical challenge that they're going through so i'm a fan 
dude, yeah. same, same. I, like I told you, you were the first mental health podcast I found, and I was like, this guy, this is what I want to do. This is exactly, I, I love it. Um, yeah, I, I think it. Best I, friends. I, yeah, we, yeah, we legit are best friends over the pond friends. Um, yeah, I agree with all of that. I think everyone has a different journey. Like I could have bipolar two with somebody else, and we have different different spectrums of what's going on. We could be on the yeah. same medication, but it affects us differently. Uh, I'm in the same boat. I think you have to laugh at it. It's not funny to make fun of, but you have to make jokes yeah. about it to get through it. I always say you got to break this mechanism, st- isn't it? Oh, 100%. That's the only way I got through life. I would just be like, <laughs> I'd be like putting on a show in my mask and I'd be like, hello, my baby. And everyone's like, oh, he's so funny. But I was like, I'm so sad inside. Um, and yeah, it just like, it, it is good to laugh, uh, especially at one own self. I do it. I make fun of myself all the time with it. Um, I have my wife make fun of me with it because it's, it's one of those things I, I can't sit there and be serious about it because when you're yeah. serious, you're like sad. Um, and yeah, I just love joking. I love joking about everything. It's it's the only way to get through for me. So it's it's different for everybody. Some people want to be serious and they don't want to joke about it at all. I won't joke about it with them. That's yeah. that's how they don't want to deal with it. Um, but it's like a double-edged sword. I know me and you talked about this is like the whole internet um, that gives you like answers what to do and you're like, no. Yeah. And it's like so scary out there. Like Instagram like accounts would be like, oh, bipolar account number five underscore. You're like, and this person's trying to give all these <laughs> like examples what to do. And you're like, what are you what? doing? This might not work for somebody. <laughs> that drives me nuts. It can cause more harm than good. Yeah. Because if you're, and this is what I found like with being on my own journey, I was trying to meditate. I was thinking of random stuff that I did stupidly like five years ago thinking, what like this isn't helping me at all in fact it's making it worse and it kind of got to a stage where it's like well i'm not ever going to get better then am i because everything that they're telling me to do to get better i can't it's not working so that's why i think it's so incredible there is platforms you know like this like your podcast and with the personalities like that behind it that are kind of like ripping up the rule book and kind of like no do you know what if it works for you then do it and fair play to you yeah Exactly. You know, you're the same way. Everyone's different that they can relate to somebody. You're a great bloke. I feel like everyone can relate to you. Like that's why you're so successful with your story because (laughs) yeah, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to fit in. Um, and I think people like me and you on the outside looking in, you think everything's fine. Like obviously we're telling our stories, but I feel like with you, you're very welcoming. You have like a kind face. You look like you have like a good time with people and people don't know what it is because me and you are always smiling and always cracking jokes. So when people see us upset, I feel like you might be the same way. When you're upset, people notice. Yeah. Yeah. It is. uh, And it's like the word. And I always tell people, I'm like, Michael Jordan didn't score 60 points a night. All right. And then someone's like, are you comparing yourself to Michael Jordan? I'm like, no. <laughs> yes, actually, you're saying. Yeah, but that's what it is. And I, I always, I always disliked that. So at work, I'd be like the funny guy. I get everyone happy, and I come in. And I'm just not in a good mood. I don't want to be there. Like, oh, what's wrong with you, Tim? I'm like, I just don't want to do anything right now. All right. Yeah. And it's like you can't have a bad day with certain people, and they don't get it. And that's what, like, that's part of like breaking the stigma for certain angles of it all. So it's like, hey, I can just have a bad day, but I just don't want to talk to you right now. Yeah. <laughs> I completely relate to that. <laughs> so yeah. anyone who is listening that who tries to talk to me before 9 a.m., this is yep. why. <laughs> yeah. If I'm hungry or have no sleep, get the out of my way. <laughs> like straight up. <laughs> straight up. 
this is why we're best friends <laughs> exactly exactly we can be very open about how much we hate things that's what's that's what's really good about being open about your mental health is you can be like yeah i hate that and it's and it's fine you're like oh Same wow he's very open as well yeah yeah <laughs> so i kind of want to go backwards a little bit in terms of like your journey because obviously i'm aware of bipolar and mm-hmm. but i don't know about bipolar if that makes sense yeah i know what it is but like what is it in like your words and how it does it like affect you yeah it's affected me my whole life i was undiagnosed for years i always knew i had anxiety i always knew i had adhd uh, in high school because i would not pay attention i'd be like counting the ceiling tiles i'd be like just hitting on girls the whole like i just did not pay attention like that was like everyone's joke they were like we know tim has adhd so when I got diagnosed with everything, when they gave me manic depressive bipolar two, so the difference between bipolar one and bipolar two is bipolar's manic depressive states last yeah. long, like long times, like a week, maybe even longer. Bipolar two kind of comes in spurts, um, yeah. where it's kind of like the hundred yard dash opposed to the mile, <laughs> like, yeah. like that's what mine is, and it's. It's so funny to me because the depression is very easy to know. Like I'll be depressed. I'll be in bed. Don't want to do anything. I have imposter syndrome. I think the podcast stinks. Everyone hates me. Everyone's out to get me. And then you start to climb out of it. And then you get to the manic episodes where you think you can do everything and anything. Like you gas yourself up for so many things. Like I, I am not like crafty. I am not handsy. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to build a dog house this summer for my dog. I'm going to (laughs) do all this stuff. And then like the reality sets in, in the middle of it, which is like purgatory between the two of them. And you're like, I don't know how to do anything. Why did I gas myself up for that? So I set myself up to fail. So the manic episode comes right back to the depression depression episode and it's like a vicious cycle but the the thing about the manic thing is you don't really know that you're in it a lot of the times yeah unless unless you know the triggers sometimes i know i'm a little bit manic when i i kind of say outlandish things that i'm going to do and uh i'm like yeah i'm being crazy like i know that i'm not going to do this so i think that's really good self-awareness is huge i think yeah people with mental health if they can try to get to that point in their journey of self-awareness that is a huge achievement. It's not easy. Lying to yourself is so easy. I, I yeah. lied to myself for years. I said, I don't care what anyone thinks. I'm fine. And then in the in the the little part of my body, it's like, nah, man, you're gonna lose it soon. <laughs> um, and I always told people, I felt like I felt like it was the movie Get Out without the racism. I felt like I was in someone's body. I was in my own body, and I wasn't controlling it. I remember everything how how my life was when I was having those episodes before medication. Um, And it was just like scary. It's a scary thing. And it's a lot better now. I'll never be cured. You know how it is. You will never be cured of mental health. There's only things you can do to subside it. Um, But it's definitely, you can take the positives from certain things. Um, Like the manic episodes, like you could do a lot one day. And like, when it comes back down, you're like, well, at least I did something when you're in bed. Yeah. I got something done. Dog house. Yeah, yeah, it's a cat house now. I didn't yeah. make the big, big enough. Bird bath. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How did I make a toolbox? It's like, just like and then when you're depressed, you're laying in bed. You're like, well, at least I did something. And then it's funny because I don't really know what helps me get into that middle area. Um, because it, it just cause it's the meds. It's got to be the meds. Like yeah. I'm on. 
I'm on Lamictal, which is a uh, Lamotrigin for manic depressive. So what they explained to me, and I like when they dumb things down for me. That's why I love my show because I, I try to dumb things down for that's literally my that job are... on this show. When yeah, Jeff comes yeah. out with those big fancy words. I haven't got a clue what he's talking about. So it's my job I, to... <laughs> I go cross-eyed when I'm talking to my like therapist. I'm like, what? I'm like, you're just dumbing it down for me? <laughs> so when they when they put me on a d- bunch of different medication, I was on like uh, Celexa, Lexapro. Like it just wasn't working for me. It might work for somebody else. Don't yeah. listen to me. But so what they said is my manic depressive was like that like life machine. Like when you're on life support, it's like boop, boop. So mine would go like up I'm and down. Like, yeah. So what the my lamictal does, it kind of just caps it off. It's still going yeah. to happen, but it's not going to be very drastic. So I do like taking that. I'm on Adderall for my ADHD, which I really love. Um, I feel like a lot of people around here abuse it um, to, to use it. And uh, so if someone takes it, I can tell they're like not on it. Like I take yeah. it and I can still take a nap. Like people are up like, I'm going to organize everything. <laughs> and like I'm just like... I just need to survive. (laughs) Um, But like, yeah, I'm not afraid to talk about my medication, which I feel like some people are, and they're like afraid to do it. Like they all have their side effects, which suck, but um, I rather actually say this, like, I think you're the first person that I've kind of had on any of my podcasts to be like, this is my medication. This is what I'm on. Like, I love it. it. You know, it helps me. And I mean, it shouldn't be like hushed away like at all, because if you have a headache, you take a paracetamol. Like yeah. you know, there's so many different things you can do. So this should be no different. I agree. I think sometimes I, I think um, drugs are, are an issue too. And people are kind of scared to say it. So like, say I broke my arm and I took like, um, like an opioid and then you get like addicted. So you're kind of like scared to tell people mm-hmm. that you take it. Cause they can be like, well, you gotta be careful with that. Um, cause people don't like hearing what they, what they hear from other people. I don't, yeah. they're like, Oh, be careful. But I think that might be the way to like, cause they feel like they're judged. So like one thing to tell you about your mental health, but they're like, all right, here's the ingredients that make me kind of, uh, normal. Um, but yeah, I, I don't mind talking about it. Cause people, people have those conversations with me like, Oh, I, uh, um, that doesn't work for me. I go, oh, okay, well it works for me. Um, that's like what I've run into when I, when I tell people about my medication, but some people just like to talk about themselves, which is fine. I, I, I encourage that if you want to bring it up. So it's a conversation starter, do it up. I don't care. Yeah. Like it works for me. It's not going to, you're not going to offend me. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I honestly think you're such a breath of fresh air when it comes to this kind of stuff, because it is kind of like you're saying all the stuff that's in my head that I'm only now getting to that stage where I was like, yeah, no, like, forget it. I don't care what you think. This is, this is a very serious thing. I'm talking about it. I'm being open. I'm adding like a dash of humor. Like you are 110% speaking my language. So yeah. And that's where the self-awareness came from. I just, I lied to myself that I didn't care. I like, I was like, I don't care. And I did. And now I just don't care. I I said legit don't care. Was there a turning point with all this? Like, were you, obviously you said like you got diagnosed, not fairly recently, but like as a kind of, as you were a little bit older. Oh yeah. So this is where like it gets dark. Um, So I was, I was up and down my whole life. Like I I knew I had mood swings, but I didn't know why, blah, blah, blah. And then like 2018, I was getting like really bad, just like having intrusive thoughts and just like not telling anybody, but I wasn't acting on them. Um, And then like, I just started growing a beard and not like shaving my head anymore. And that was like a telltale sign. And people like, oh, I like your beard. I'm like, yeah, it's great, isn't it? 
And then <laughs> it just got progressively worse. Like, like my life, I just thought everything sucked. Like I thought I was like a terrible husband. I was a terrible homeowner. Like I was, a, I was terrible at my job. I was being terrible at my job because I didn't care. Like I really yeah. didn't care. Like it wasn't like, oh, I don't care in a fact that like I'm helping people. Like I don't care that I don't care what happens to me. I was driving to work and being like, I hope a tractor trailer just knocks me off the road and I die. Like I, I was having those types of thoughts where I wasn't yeah. going to do something, but I would love for like a meteor just to something strike to, me. Yeah. Um, so it kept on getting bad and bad, and uh, like I was just being rotten to people. Everyone was wrong. I was right no matter what, even though I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm wrong. Um, so then May 5th, 2019 uh, was the day I almost ended my life. Uh, I tried hanging myself, and I had one of those moments. I feel like everyone has these moments when I, I talk to people that have attempted suicide, and uh, they're like, oh, my like aunt called me uh, randomly, and they're like, oh, how are you doing, blah, blah, blah. My cat like, like rubbed up against me. Like I stood there just like crying and crying and it was and come to find out it was my brother's birthday. So I would have been a real a-hole wow. if that was the case. Um, so my cat came up to me and like rubbed me and I like woke up and I felt like I was there forever. And I was like, Oh, are you hungry? And I was like, I was more concerned about my cat being yeah. hungry than like my well being because like, I just, I was like, well, I got to take care of this cat. And then like someone texted me. I don't even know who, when I made some like, some comment and they were just like very like okay this doesn't seem right and then like people got involved like i had like people looking for me but i wasn't being crazy i was just like at yeah. home not answering my text but that was like a very tough day and i like one of my recent episodes i finally came out with that because may 5th uh was the day um so like this is like my sick humor it's like it was Cinco de Mayo, and I'm like, oh, it was almost Cinco de Hango. And people are like, dude, like, <laughs> I'm like, you can't say that. I'm like, why? I was like, it's my life. <laughs> like, that's what happened. It's true. And, um, yeah, it was like an emotional episode that I did because I wanted to open up about that. It's one thing to open up about your mental health, but I was like, you know what? I was like, screw it. I'm just going to yeah. tell my story. And uh, I got a lot of good feedback, even though I told people not to message me about it because I didn't want to talk about it. So I was like, if, if you send me like a professional wrestler photo, I'll, I'll know that you care. And people were sending me like Stone Cold Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and stuff. It was just really cool um, to have people like not like first off to listen, but then actually listen. Um, yeah. But I didn't mind if people actually messaged me. I wasn't like, oh, you, what are you doing? Like, I, I'm just so like, I don't know what the word is. Um, I just, I don't like the attention in that regard. Like, I like attention where like I'm making someone laugh. But yeah. when it comes to something serious, I'm like, no, nah, I don't, I don't like, like I'm very humble when someone says something nice to me. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm 110% with you on that one. Yeah. Uh, when someone's nice to me, I'm very much like, what do you want? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Or oh, someone's a nice thing, like, hmm, mm -hmm. don't know how to take that. And we give me. it, and we give it the most. <laughs> yeah. But how I think many... that's what it is, though. And it's, it, and I think it, I don't know if it was like, I think it was like Robin Williams or something like that. And I think oh, it, man. it said it, and he said, like, you know, when you're in that kind of position, like, you want to kind of big people up, you want to say these nice things about people because you know what it's like to be at rock bottom. So you don't want other people to feel like that. And I feel like there seems to be like a recurring theme for me personally, like even having this conversation in the last kind of like two, three minutes, I can tell that you're very much the same because I don't you know, you want people to feel good. You want to make them laugh, but there's also kind of like a bit of a sinister side to it that, because deep down you're like, oh, I wish I was that happy. I wish I could do those things. And yeah, would that be fair to say? 
<laughs> oh no, hundred percent. I I agree with you on that, and it's. I, I think it happened to me at a young age because I was excluded as a young kid until I kind of found like my niche with like the groups. I'd be like the funny guy or whatever. So I never liked people being excluded from anything. I think being negative to people or like viciously making fun of people. I think making fun of people yeah. is still funny. Like I get made fun of like we roast each other. Like I think that's yeah. funny. People that pick up like sort of like little cues. But like my I, I, I give it I give props to my mom for raising me like that is like. She said something, and I don't know verbatim because like it kind of sounds egotistical a little bit. It's like, be nice to everybody because you don't know if you need them later in life. But like not to use them. She didn't say it like that exactly, but I know exactly what she meant. It's like, you got to be nice to everybody because have you seen Billy Madison, the movie with Adam Sandler? Is it the golf one? No, it's, that's Happy Gilmore. Uh, Billy Madison only goes to school. school. Yeah, yes. so he goes down the list and he, he calls up all these people he was mean to in high school because he was bullied in high school. Yeah. And he calls one guy and then when he hangs up the phone, that guy crosses out Billy Madison's name off his yeah. hit list. And then he saves him at the end of the movie. So it's kind of like that. Like you have to be nice or apologize for the, the things one, you do. And it's like, I do your rules. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> at the end of the movie, the guy pulls the gun out and shoots <laughs> that guy in the butt. Yeah, that's that's exactly what happens. So it's like, I think about that movie all the time because I think that's how it should be. And like, I never, like, when I was in high school, like, I was in these classes and the, like, the, like the younger kids and like freshmen or sophomore, they're, they're like kind of on the nerdy side, but I, I'd like take them in and just be like super like animated with them and just try to keep yeah. them involved. And Little things like that, like, I feel like should have an impact on people because I always see those memes. It's like someone out there is talking about you, about something that you did nice for them. And you'll never yeah. know about it, um, which is cool. And uh, and it's weird to say it because you don't know if you actually did it. But like 99.9%, .9 like everyone has done that for somebody. Um, and you got to keep doing that more. And I think you just you do have to pay it forward and do those things that keep you happy. Like I, I talked to a guy, uh, Tony Grubmeyer, who's like a, a, a really nice friend from the podcast now. And he was like, you know what? Buy, buy someone a coffee behind you. And I'm like, well, my anxiety is I buy that person a coffee and then they know it's me. So I have to speed away. And then he goes, yeah. buy, he goes, buy three people in line the coffee. So they think it's the next person behind them. And I'm, I'm like, that. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. <laughs> but it's like little things like that. I, I, I said the same exact thing to him. He's like, well, save up for it and do it once in a while. Um, but it's like little things like that. So like cheering people up is a good feeling for me, but it is like, I know what you mean yeah. with like the sinister thing. It's like, I wish that was me. <laughs> I want people to do it for me, but then they do it to us. We're like, what are you, what are you trying to get out of me? So we're just a vicious cycle of mentally yeah. <laughs> ill people. <laughs> How are you on birthdays when people like buy you things? Dude, I absolutely hate opening up presents. <laughs> so, first off, I'm, I'm a terrible gift giver. I try so hard to give gifts and I, I, I just feel like they never land. Yeah. Um, but when I get a gift, so say you give me a gift and I really like it. In my head, I feel like I have to turn it up to an 11 to make yeah. you enjoy my reaction. But then I'm nervous that you think I'm faking my reaction or my reaction isn't good enough for your gift. So I have to be like, no, man, I really, no, it's awesome. It, I love it. I love it. It's I, that's what I hate about gift giving. I hate Christmas. I hate. I just hate gifts. I, I'm like just, just call me. Just yeah. don't give me anything. Just give me just cash. Write my Facebook wall or something. Just, yeah, just, just that's do all that. Uh, are you the same way? Hundred ten percent. I can't because I've got one of those faces that I can't hide. If either I'm happy, sad, like 
angry like you know what is going on kind of man yeah I can't really hide it. So then when someone does something nice, like I get like really rare, I get really agitated. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and I'll open it when I get home. I'll, I'll, I'll do it like behind closed doors and then message yeah. and say like, thank you or stuff. But like, if it's face to face, I crumble every yeah. time. I, I don't like surprises either. If you surprise me or anything, I hate it. I don't, I don't like having no control of something. Um, and I just show up and they're like, surprise. I'm like, Oh, I hate this. <laughs> Why does everyone want to please me? <laughs> when so obviously, first of all, obviously, thank you for sharing like your experience and stuff because it, it is a bit of an eye opener. Because you know, you kind of you hear about like bipolar, and you know, you don't really tend to hear it from people's own mouths because all the information you ever really get is really generic. But like you were saying, like it, you know, even your medication affects you differently, like different medication does different things for you. And, you know, one size does not fit all. Mm -hmm. When things do get that, and you have got that kind of like that self-awareness, like what are your coping mechanisms? Like what are your go-tos when things get a little bit much? I think I, what I love to do is text friends I haven't texted in a while and bring up an old story. Like, even if it's like, you know, like those people, it's like, uh, they like tell like war stories from the football field in high school. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Like I'll text a buddy because like I do things I would love to happen to me. Yeah. So like, I love, I love when people text me randomly and tell me something funny or like they saw something that reminded me of me. So I'll try to do that. Um, like on Instagram, I'll like gas somebody up. Like I'll be like a girlfriend to another girl. And it's like, you go boo. Like I'll say that to my <laughs> guy friends. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yes, queen. Like I'll do that to them. And so like, hopefully that like makes them laugh. Cause I like to take it off me. Um, so I try to stay busy with something. I don't want to just sit there. I'm not big into movies anymore. I barely play any video games. Um, but music, I think music's one of my biggest one. And then just naps. People say don't go to bed angry. I love going to bed angry. I'm like a little toddler. If you put oh, me really? right to bed, oh, I love it. I, I go, all right, I'm like, if I get in a mood, I tell my wife, I'm like, hey, I'm going upstairs to take a nap. Because it's usually that I'm just tired. Like, yeah. I say that I'm an overgrown toddler. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go take a nap. And then probably nine times out of 10, every time I wake up, it's like a good reset. Um, so again, like, that's another thing. People say that, like, don't go to bed angry. But it works for me. There you go. You know, you know what I'm saying? So put that on put that on a meme page. <laughs> put that on your websites. <laughs> yeah. Book it. <laughs> Dr. 20 Tim. It's ridiculous. We'll get it. You get your certificate or something. Uh, like yeah, I'll print it out and put Jeff it on can pull a few strings. <laughs> yeah, put it on crayon on my wall. <laughs> oh, babe, you're an absolute legend. I, I love stuff like this. Yeah. I know we've connected like when it comes to like the whole music thing and yep. you know we could sit for hours and we do we will do like on part three of this yeah. yeah but it seems to be a recurring theme at the minute with with Sykes in the City that it's kind of always comes back to the music and how it can kind of affect your mood but in a positive way it can take you into that kind of sad space when you need to kind of let your emotion out what and i don't know if you're i think we've had this kind of conversation so yeah. forgive me if we're going to cover no. ground a little bit but when you're feeling sad or you know you're in that kind of mood what's your go-to song to kind of like wallow in your self-pity 
that's funny because I was talking about this with someone the other day. You do like your own little music video or like you're sad yes. listening and looking out the window. Like you just, it's you're in your, head. yeah. Um, but I, I know you're a Kesha fan too. Kesha, uh, Here Comes the Change. Um, I really like, I think it was about like female activism, but like the first couple like lyrics are like just hit deep. Um, yeah. It's like about like her, like not being in the world and stuff. Um that's a good one. I can't think of like anything else. That I think that's my big one. Then there's another song called Author by Authority Zero, a punk band. Uh, when we ruled the world, that was like there's like a playlist I had of like 2019 of like yeah. every depressing song that I drove to work and I was like, I hopefully a bus hits me. So it's like <laughs> I have a playlist of all those songs. It's it's called Hit by a Bus. No, I'm just kidding. It's not called that. Um, but it's like uh, there's a, there's a <laughs> you like hits on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> bus hits <laughs> biggest bust hits um yeah there was um oh what is it it's getter and oliver tree the forgotten or something like that but yeah i have a bunch of like just weird sad songs that like aren't like slow tempo but the lyrics are behind it. Ly music is is crazy it is a powerful, oh, powerful powerful thing it's insane i love it when you know when you hear that just that one line or that one lyric and it just kind of Oh, it, it yeah. pulls you in. Like and it, it's a, he's got you. Yeah, and it's another thing too. It's like with with how I just said, I like when people bring up like old stories. I hear a song and it just like unlocks a part of my brain that I didn't think about for years. And you get like you like you time travel back to those spots. You just like remember yeah. everything, like what people were wearing, like what was going on, like just everything. And it's like it's remarkable what it does. I even I I've read places like people with like dementia and stuff like playing old songs that mean a lot to somebody it helps them unlock yeah. a lot of their brain. And it's it's funny to me. It's like just people like banging sticks together and then all of a sudden Beethoven's playing like all these pianos and now they're singing songs about uh like called Kinky by Kesha and it's like <laughs> like like when I'm older and like I say like that happens to me they're going to play like like uh Project Pat good googly moogly so like I can like get back and do it you know what i mean like i don't know the what song... that is but it sounds funny <laughs> it's a ridiculous song you gotta look it up but that's what i mean like think of the most ridiculous song that you like and they had to play that when you're older to remember it's like back in the day it's like oh yeah put on some frank sinatra now you're like put on some pitbull <laughs> oh oh yes but the, do you know what it's, it's really interesting that you say this because when we went through the situation like with my mom and like we were talking with like neurosurgeons and this that and that I still have a playlist on my phone that we played to my mom when she was in like the coma. Yeah. And there's certain little bits like she doesn't really remember. Sometimes she says she does remember. And I'm just like, I don't think yeah. you do, but we'll go just with it. Nice. But there's like certain songs and stuff that will like trigger that time of going through there. Like, I mean, obviously it's now great because obviously she survived and like obviously she's doing really well now. But it kind of makes you think like if I was in that position, I don't want like the sad soppy songs. I want the stuff that like if I'm in a coma, it's going to give me a kick up the ass to be like, oh my God, I'm awake. Yep. Here I am. I know so, obviously it's not that simple, but. No, it, it should be. <laughs> you know? And you just, your shoulders start shaking and you wake exactly. up that dancing. As soon as I start uh, hearing Mr. 305, I'm up, yeah, out of that yeah. bed, like, whoop, here I am. <laughs> put on, put on uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band. I'm your boogeyman. I'll just, uh. I'll just get right up. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I honestly cannot thank you enough for joining me. Like every time I talk to you, I leave with like my face aching from like <laughs> either laughing or smiling. Like, Same, man. Genuinely, you're one of my favorite people. And please just keep Same. doing what you're doing because you are having such an impact, like without you realizing you are. 
if Appreciate it. other people want to have a smile on their face constantly, you know, and kind of see the incredible work that you do, where can people find you? You can just type in 20 Tim Minutes anywhere. It's uh, just the two zero numerical, then my name T-I-M, and then it's in it. So it's kind of like minutes with Tim, so it's connected. Um, Instagram, Twitter, uh, my website, 20timminutes.com. I pretty much have it all. I have an app. I don't. I have I no reason. To say, to... And the app. Yeah, I have an app for no reason whatsoever. I don't know why. No, my buddy makes apps from uh, Appetizers LLC. So if anyone out there, quick plug if they need an app, uh, hit hit him hit him up. And it's a pretty good app. Like I get a bunch of little random stuff on there. But yeah, you can talk to me on that. Um, it's free. So why not? This is brilliant. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, just 20 10 minutes. Google me. You can find me. I'm always down to chat. I'm always not sleeping unless I'm in a bad mood and I'm taking a nap. But I will uh, I will get back to you in 20 minutes or less. <laughs> but like, it's one of those old pizza things. Like if, you, if it doesn't arrive in a certain time, you get it for free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You get a free you get a free sticker. <laughs> Who doesn't want a free sticker? That's what I'm saying. You know, I was really annoyed when I got my first vaccine. I didn't get a sticker to say, "Oh, I've had my vaccine." It's really? the only reason I went to have it. Yeah, you. And that's it's like to keep myself and everyone else safe. Obviously, it's like the uh, yeah, that, exactly. And, but like, it's like <laughs> the I, I voted sticker. stickers. When you vote, um, you get the I voted stickers. You yeah. get those? No. Wait, do you guys even vote out there? Yeah, badly. <laughs> All right. Well, to be fair, we can't say anything because yeah, I know. both sides of this pond are very bad at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to stop that now. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for joining me. Quickly. Yeah. <laughs> You're a legend. Oh, thanks, man. You've been listening to Sykes and the City with me, Taylor James. And me, Dr. Jeff Ditzel. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, follow our socials for more exclusive content, and we will see you next week for a brand new episode.